This is Taking Care in Business, a podcast that dives into the topic of corporate social responsibility from many different perspectives. Host Kathy Pedrotti Hayes is an expert in CSR and philanthropic giving, and her co-host, Vicki Bolson, is the founder and CEO of Bolson Group, a unified marketing company that was also the first B Corp certified company in Indiana. Kathy and Vicki became friends and equally passionate about CSR when they first worked together several years ago. Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. This season's podcast is brought to you by Sexton's Creek Productions, an independent design agency offering video production, audio production, web development, digital media design, and much more. They believe in pushing creative boundaries to achieve excellence and taking a unique, collaborative approach to every project. They believe brand equals reputation and that businesses with the best brands are those who develop a bond of trust and shared values with their audience. It can be a real struggle for businesses to gain the trust of their audience when they can't represent themselves accurately or consistently. That's why Sexton's Creek Productions was created, to help businesses communicate in an authentic and consistent manner. Learn more about building trust with an audience by visiting sextonscreekproductions.com. Hey, Vicki. Hey, Kathy. So today we are on our second episode of our bonus mm-hmm. content <laughs> where we were um, doing a live remote podcast. Is it called live remote? Well, it's, it's you know, it's, it's funny. Really We've been live. saying that, but we weren't live. It was like our taped remote. Ta- okay, taped, yeah, taped remote. remote so really our first remote, which uh-huh. was amazing at the Indie Shorts Festival and, um, we were so grateful to our sponsor, Sexton Creek, who have helped us mm-hmm. put this together, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We met a ton of people. Um, one of the things we always ask is, what does corporate social responsibility mean to you? And I want to ask you that question. Mm. Wow. This is one of those where you should have your elevator speech ready, right? Just as I have a hard time giving the elevator speech about what Bolson Group does, when it's something you're passionate about, it's hard, you know, to make it into a few sentences. Um, I mean, for me, I I think corporate social responsibility, well, it has so many terms, and I'm really, you know, it depends on the audience, like what, what I say, if it's social impact or cause-driven, you know, marketing, purpose-driven, whatever. Um, but to me, it's just being mindful of everyone so the people you know mm-hmm. every person that i touch you know um and through work whether that's the clients that we have or the team that i work with or um the customers of our clients so it's basically all the stakeholders right? right um the planet being mindful of and the planet to me is not just environmentally the planet but mm-hmm. the planet our community planet and and um just everyone and everything that we touch and making wise decisions mm-hmm. that are going to be um well received and uh helpful to 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 everyone that I touch, you know, I want to be kind and generous and ethical. 
Mm-hmm. That's a really long answer. No. Um, but, but, you know, it's... I think it's this, a really hard question. Th- it is a hard question. I mean, I think the simple answer, answer you know, if, I, if I'm talking to a, you know, a potential client, for instance, is I say, you know, I want to be mindful of the triple bottom line, not just mm-hmm. the bottom line, people and planet and profits, that you can have it, have it all. Mm-hmm. And I, that usually resonates better than me giving my big heartfelt answer of, you know, being <laughs> a Pollyanna. But I mean, I just really believe that, um, you know, you can, I, I do. Do you think that you can be profitable, but also be mindful? Oh, of, absolutely. I mean, obviously we right. do, or we wouldn't be doing <laughs> this podcast, but you have two companies. And so for you, and they're so different, They are and they're not. I mean, they're, they're really related. Right. But, um, no, I, I am so, I am so grateful for your answer. And I have to tell you that I feel we are constantly searching as part of taking care in business to describe who we're talking to. Right. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes this moniker of corporate social responsibility is somewhat dissed. Um, because there's this changing lexicon. And so when we first sat down to put this podcast together, we said, hey, um, you know, what term really resonates? Is it shared value? Is it purpose-driven? Is Mm -hmm. it social enterprise? What is it? And we sort of landed on corporate social responsibility. Um, But I believe that all of the other methodologies or the other words are really kind of coming out more in the forefront and does that make sense yeah to you at no all? I think so too well you know even like corporate social responsibility just seems kind of haughty to me because Bolson Group is less than 20 people I mean we're not a corporation but corporate social responsibility is a important sure. well, but but you know what I mean like I, yeah. I it's just so f- for us I think it's more about you know purpose-driven work right uh Cause, cause, causal. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Causal marketing. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. But work. I also think that everyone, every organization that we work with, or that really anybody that mm-hmm. you um, talk to about this, is doing something within their organization. We we found this too. I think when we were doing our different power play series and things, where we would talk about sure. what is CSR and what's the difference between a B Corp and a benefit mm-hmm. corp and corporation and all that. Um, people had that misnomer that they they were going to have to come up with some big budget if they were going to have mm-hmm. a social responsibility program or social impact program in their company, and. I just, I don't think that, um, that you know, that, that that's the case. I think that people are doing this from the heart. C-suite and leaders of companies, they already are doing things, and they just need to build upon those things and get the um, feedback from their, sure. their staff or their team or their employees and find out what matters to them mm-hmm. um, because it it's all – rooted I think in what is already taking place that can be expanded upon no I agree and I think part of the confusion comes in that 
folks traditionally think of corporate social responsibility as being a giving program, right? And uh-huh. so how do we support community? I really like to use sort of the B Corp lens as using your for, your business as a force for good, right? Mm-hmm. And how does that deal with either the planet or the environment, sustainability goals, ethics, mm-hmm. um, how you treat your people, and then also how you interact in the community, but I have to tell you, you know, I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek. And, um, Is he you, the guy that we yeah. heard at WPL? Yeah, yeah. He okay. was so good. But so I have to I have to go on the record saying that I am disagreeing publicly <laughs> with Simon Sinek, um, who, whose book is called, the new book is called The Infinite Game, and it's coming out soon. And um, I just read an interview with him. And so I'm going to read a little bit from okay, the interview. Okay. Um, and the infinite game is about what he is calling purpose-driven businesses, right? Do you okay. need my reading glasses? No, I'm good. I think okay. I blew this up. Okay. So the question is, what are some things people get wrong about purpose? Um, and his response was, growth is not a purpose. A corporate social responsibility program is not a purpose. That's just the business word for giving to charity. Um so, I, yeah, so no. I, I disagree, Simon. I, I know what you're saying. So I think you've got to get up with the times. Yeah, no, that's so, that's something that we heard all the time when we were, right. When I mean, five years ago when, right. when I became B Corp certified right. because you suggested it. I didn't even know what that word CSR was. Right. And, um, but it is not just about giving to charity. Right. So take that, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now we got to get him on the podcast. <laughs> we do so he can right. <laughs> answer well, to that. Right. So when we had the opportunity to talk with some folks at the Indie Shorts Festival, we asked them that question. One of the people that we talked to, um, which was kind of fun because he's a friend of mine, um, and went to my alma mater, oh. uh, Ken Owen. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably remember him from the news back in the day. I so now I am a Gen X baby boomer. I'm right on the cusp. Yep. And I know you're a baby boomer. I am indeed. <laughs> I am. So what does corporate social responsibility mean to you? Well, from a very young age, my life to me, I saw as an obligation to uh, leave the world at least as well as it was when I arrived and hopefully make it better. So in most of the ways I live, I, I, I try to push that ball forward. Um, there really weren't, I think, when I was growing up, a lot of um, discussions about that or right. organized ways you could get involved. And I think that today, obviously, young people are laser-focused on those issues. And uh, do I need to get closer to the microphone? Okay, boo, boo, boo. I feel like Bing Crosby here. I'm getting very, very intimate with the microphone. Uh, but I think it's, it's, it's a different world now, and... Um, as someone who's in his 50s, I have, to, I have to align myself to that culture, but it's a, it's a good thing. We are here to help people. Um, if, you, if you help people, you will make money in the process. That's the wonderful thing about it, and there are many, many examples in corporate America of that. I, I do get troubled sometimes that corporate America is demonized, that somehow you know making money, making a profit, Putting something out that is valuable in the world is not as important. The, the two can coexist, I think. Absolutely. Is the key thing. Well, and in fact, we have a sponsor of our podcast, which is 
a group, a national group with a local chapter called Conscious Capitalism. Yes. And that's one of the things that they talk about a lot is trying to kind of demystify or, you know, um, level set. Yes. Making money, right? Because that's kind of what makes it all go around. And we totally appreciate well, that. Well, the choices we make obviously make a big difference. And I think the, the difference between now and 10 years ago is you could say that you were corporate, yet corporate right. responsibility, or you could uh, put out a product that you said was environmentally friendly, but today you'd be outed pretty quickly in social yeah, media. Somebody would figure yeah, it out. Because it's, yeah, yeah, you have to be the real deal yeah. in order to claim it. The consumer it. checks and balances are a lot stronger, but again, I worry that sometimes it's, it, it's an unfiltered dialogue. Yes. And there are people that are out there just kind of taking things down because they can. Right. And so it's so important that as consumers, you step back from the fray and, and certainly take politics out of the equation. But, you know, do your own investigating. And I think that a lot of people, um, they hear things. And, of course, all you have to do is go on Twitter and you see things. Sure. And, uh, and you, you really have to be careful not to take them as gospel because there are a lot of things being said about major corporations and even mom and pop stores down the street. Right. that may or may not be true. And um, the latest thing is this spitting in a cup thing. I don't know. It's like the last two oh, weeks. Oh, I kind of saw that. So many thing. videos. And, you know, you wonder, because I'm cynical about these things, how many of them are kind of arranged. Um, it doesn't take much to take a brand down. Uh, Papa John's Pizza is a great example. And I think, um, and, and many times uh, brands do their own damage and it's, damage that is coming to them. Mm -hmm. But as consumers, we have to be careful not to get caught up in the fray because it's like modern politics. People point and shout, and it's not always accurate. Right. But I think as corporations and as individuals within corporations, we have obligations, definitely. And those obligations are growing by the day. They're not shrinking. As a former news journalist and news anchor, when did you see the shift to... Um, people talking about social impact and this kind of thing? Oh, um, probably the early 90s. Okay. Um, I think that recycling was becoming more the norm. We were just talking the other day I was driving. I live in Avon, and a guy in front of me in a pickup truck dropped his McDonald's bag out the window. You know, he obviously finished his lunch. But that is so like 1961. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm that old that... I wasn't really a cognizant human being in 1961, but how we haven't arrived at a different place blows my mind. But I think it was in the late 80s, early 90s that there was more of a consciousness about, you know, energy and the planet and the things we were doing to it. And, and now it's just full bore, which is great. I mean, it's part of every conversation. And it's not just inserted. We used to have Earth Day or, you know, you had some product was special. But now it's, it's part of every conversation. And I think, I know there are people, probably not listening to this podcast, but people that don't think that the earth is warming up and don't think that scientists actually went to school. Um, but we're at a point now where um, these are critical conversations. And I, I'm, I'm really excited by the fact that young people are having the conversations. What I do see sometimes is a disconnect between the conversation and actions. You know, at our, at our dining hall at DePauw, they reported to me that people were throwing out china or throwing out forks and silver, silverware. Wow. And they had to sift through the trash to find it. And these are the same kids that make a big fuss. And I'm not, this is 
not the DePaul thing, it's in every school thing, but it's easy to talk the talk, but walking the walk is sometimes more difficult. That guy with a McDonald's bag could have driven to Menards and put it in the trash container in the front. Yeah. It, it didn't cost him anything. He would have maybe had to, you know, deal with the grease from his hamburger for 10 more minutes. But yeah. uh, we, we need to get to a point where we're talking about it and we're acting upon it. And it's not enough just to say, you know, I'm a great guy. I got to leave the house and I got to do nice things to people. I have one more question. Do you care if I ask him? No. Um, I'm wondering at DePauw, which is a liberal arts college in the Midwest, what... And your alma mater. And my yes. alma mater, yes. yes. And Ken's alma Full mater. Full disclosure, okay. yes. yes. Um, is corporate social responsibility oh, becoming part question. of the curriculum? Oh, yes. Very definitely. Okay. And in fact, we have an environmental fellows program, which is very popular. And yeah, I think um, the drum is getting louder all the time. There's no doubt about it. Um, and, you know, you want to go home and feel like you did something more than earn a check. You know, more than pay the mortgage, more than buy the cat food for next week. And um, I think students are laser focused on that. And I would say, and it's been a long time since I graduated from college, but the focus was, you know, what's my salary and what's the trajectory? And I, I see young people taking more innovative risks and doing things with their lives that are more about their individuality than it yeah. is about kind of conforming to a niche or becoming a Rockefeller. I found it interesting how Ken um, said that that they are teaching corporate social responsibility in curriculum mm -hmm. in DePauw now. And um, I think that it's become more of the norm in a lot of the um, schools. I know at IEPY, I'm on their School of Liberal Arts Advisory Council, and I asked about that when I was... Um, at a, at, a, at a meeting a couple quarters ago, and they they were just through the fundraising school and through some of the sure. other schools they are incorporating um, CSR into their curriculum as are other schools and Oberlin where my oldest daughter goes I mean it's all about that but I mean there was no way was there a class on this when I was in college no <laughs> and even in graduate school I did go to um, IUPUI and the um, masters of SPIA masters of public administration nonprofit management which would have been a lot of um, fundraising school type programming right um, and we had nothing like that and of course that was my interest that's what I ended up doing my um, final paper on and the the professor was very supportive but many of the people who I had spoken to thought this was just a passing passing fancy that really so you were doing some groundbreaking thesis writing pretty much wow <laughs> I've never I, I knew why yeah. that you were interested yeah. in this and that's why you went to grad school mm -hmm. but I didn't realize you wrote like your whole thesis on yeah. it and oh wow yeah um and when I hired you to come mm -hmm. in, it was because I wanted you to help create. You, you knew I was struggling with pro bono and like with policies yeah. and how to structure philanthropic giving. And so that was originally why you came in um, to help right. Olson Group. Right. But then we started talking about in general mm -hmm. how you managed your company and the goals that you had for your company, which really aligned um, around what I believe to be the tenets of 
corporate responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, I mean, addition, obviously giving in the pro bono, and that was part of it. Mm-hmm. But it was also worker relations, transparency, ethics, supply chain, you know, all of that. All of that, yeah. And I'm just going to take this opportunity to remind our listeners that um, if you haven't heard a previous episode about when we've talked about this, yeah. there is a great tool on the B Lab yes. website. Um, it's you just go to it's B Corporation dot net. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, up in the left hand corner, there's a free assessment tool, and it's it's amazing. And that was where yes. you led and me. They, had, they have a a, um, a brief assessment, like a snapshot, is what they call it assessment so that's a lot shorter and, and then also to the full assessment is also free um mm-hmm. so if people want to get a sense of organizations want to get a sense where they are the snapshots are a really good way of doing that sort of initially yeah so i was absolutely blown away by one of the people that came to talk with us at indie shorts now i was impressed truly with everybody that talked with us but there was mm-hmm. one person that really stood out to me um I, we did not pay this guy. <laughs> he, he did not. He did not. Uh, he, I think he had a sense for some of the questions we were going to ask, as did everyone else. But he yeah. really blew me away. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, I forget his name, but he was, uh, I think I joked afterwards that he should be a guest host sometime. <laughs> he should be. He, he just, was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's listen to this amazing um, clip from Murdad Sarlock, and his um, movie was El Astronauta. El Astronauta. So it's a Venezuelan film written and directed by uh, Manuel Trota. Uh, he's a very talented up-and-coming director. I think you'll hear about him pretty soon because he's going to be doing some pretty big things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all based out of Los Angeles. And um, it's really a story that he put together growing up in Venezuela as a child where he would uh, go back to uh, the little town where his father grew up and he would see that his father would go back with new devices and new technology. And, you know, he had changed a lot. And Manuel was always struck as a child by how when his father went back to the place that he came from, he felt like an alien. He felt like a foreigner there. And um, this really moved him, and so he, he did this story. And what the story is about, it's a relationship between a father and a son, and the father is dealing with dementia. And the son has to come and take him away to you know, his home, his next home, if you will. And the father doesn't want to go because in his mind, he believes that his late wife has gone to the moon, and she is awaiting him uh, to say goodbye. So the son has to try to reconcile that problem and come up with a clever solution to convince his father that he's met his dream he's met his promise to his late wife all while taking him um it's it's a it's a gut-wrenching beautiful heartwarming but uplifting story we ended on a very um happy tearful note and everybody in the audience when we watch it is just they're they're crying and we love that because it moves you okay well our podcast is about corporate social responsibility social impact i mean there's a lot of words for it What does that mean to you? So when I think about our responsibility as individual citizens of the planet, which is what we are, we're citizens of countries, but we're really more citizens of the planet, um, each one of us is responsible for our footprint, 
and what we leave behind. Um, and hopefully the legacy we leave is, is better than the one that we adopted. And when I think about corporations, I mean, these monolithic entities have an unbelievable ability to mass produce change. And if they don't mass produce it responsibly, then it'll be very negative. And you know, some of the obvious things we know about is polluting the environment and how to, you know, if you're a chemical company or your oil company or your technology company, um, regardless of what you are, even if you're a textile company, you're producing something. Well, where is it going? How are you dealing with it? How are you treating your employees? How are you treating your shareholders? How are you treating your customers? How are you treating the environment which is feeding you? You know, I always, I always take um, a lot of inspiration from nature and you look at a tree or you look at a flower, where is it getting its life from? The soil, literally from the earth. And so if you're just big giant um, corporation, where are you getting your life from? You're getting it from the soil. So what are you putting in the soil? What are you putting in the atmosphere? What are you putting in the water? And, and what are you putting out there um, in, in people's minds and in their, in, 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 in their philosophies about life. So oh, to me, being responsible as a corporation is about understanding the fact that as a big or even a small corporation, you're mass producing output, which has a huge impact on the planet that no individual can match. And therefore your responsibility is commensurate with the impact that you have. And it's not just the product that they're producing potentially. It's the it's the view. It's the way, right? That, it's exactly. the way. Exactly. What yeah. are you putting out in people's minds? Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's yeah, lovely. I mean, that that's really like, yeah. that's like whoa. I'm gonna cry. That's that like, like really, really good, good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's how I yeah. feel about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that if we can get people to think that way, um, you know, I, I when I was a child, my parents, my dad, especially taught me chess. And one of the things about chess that's incredible is it's a game of life because it's all about causal thinking. That, that at the end, when you get checkmated and you lose the game, you can play the game backwards and realize at what point you made the wrong right. move. And, and so what that teaches you is that every move you make and every decision you make has a series of impacts and a consequence that goes down a path. And whether it's an individual or whether it's a corporation, you need to be responsible for those decisions. You need to be mindful for them and make sure that you're making the best one that's possible with the information you have available. Wow, we need you. Have I think you, you could be, be our like guest our, host, right? You could I, be our. I would be honored. So, Kathy, we had a Gen Z in the house. We did, <laughs> um, which he, was and he was my favorite guest. I wonder why. <laughs> so this is sort of fun. Kathy's uh, high school freshman boy was uh, in attendance at our not live remote, our taped remote podcast. We've. Uh, cleared that up and um he's just so dang cute I mean I got so many people coming up to me saying who is he oh you know he gets that all the time he's like a little what was the guy from um Michael J Fox played in Family Ties oh my gosh that's funny um oh what was his name Oh, uh, Alex P. Alex P. Keaton, yes. Evan told us. Okay. Uh, yeah, yes. he's like a mini him. That's so He's funny. so responsible, and he's so pulled together. Oh, my and, um, So it was fun to see what he had to say about uh, what it means to him. Yeah, so let's hear from Ethan P. Hayes. Gen Z boy. Uh-huh. We want to know what corporate social responsibility means you to know, you. You uh, know, uh, really, uh, uh, no, no seriously, for real. For real. Honestly, we really do want to know. know. We want to know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, corporate social responsibility means to me, if you're a corporation, you have to, you have to be doing good for your local community. I don't care if you're a big corporation, small corporation, 
but you just got to give back. You got to help your employees, your community, your town. Why? Be because towns are suffering across America, you know? I mean, uh, all, all towns need help from big uh, uh, companies, you know? All towns need help. Yeah, yeah. they do. Mm -hmm. And so, it's the right thing to do. So do you feel like this is a... Um, attitude or belief that is shared with your peers, or is this just a Ethan Hayes uh, sort of? This is a uh, E-T-H-A-N-H-A-Y-S kind of thing. Um, really? But I, really? No. You don't think your peers I, I think, feel this I way? Think, I think some peers do, but others uh, don't really care, honestly. I, 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 I truly do believe that. You know? Uh, uh, Why but, is uh, that? But Because they don't have the education or the exposure exposure <laughs> that they that they need to these some situations that are really sad, you know, so... Why don't they have the exposure? Well, uh, some people just live their lives in their own lane. They don't. They don't merge on uh, another another lane. You know, so it, uh, they don't. They don't really. Uh, they don't really see any of that. So they're self-absorbed with their Snapchat and stuff like that. Yes. I see. Y e s. Are you proud of your mom for doing this podcast? I am very proud okay. that she has fasted so, so far. She has <laughs> So, I hope people enjoyed these two bonus episodes. Yeah, and let us know, really, because yeah. it was really super fun. So, I'm sort of hoping people like them so we get to do another one sometime. Yeah, it, they're they're different because we have to do a little more work, yeah. you know, because we can't just run the great interviews we have yeah. with people. We need to be thoughtful about all that we talked about and sort of weave them together. Yeah, and them so, together a little bit. Yeah, so hopefully we, we did a decent job of that. Um, we'll get better as we do this in the future. Um, but we do want to thank our season sponsor that we had last season. And for these two bonus episodes, Sextants Creek. Yeah, they are amazing. Yeah, it's been super, super fun. Um, great people to work with. And um, we've got great guests coming up in our next I season. Know. Some you really, know. really super fun ones. Um, I, I just, I don't know about you, but I remember when we first started doing the podcast, I felt so nervous. I did too. Yeah. I you know, I, I think because I really don't like talking in front of groups of people right. or anything like that. And I thought if I, it, first of all, if it was a camera, I would, no way. there's no way I would I do this. We went on TV together one time. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, we did. We did. And <laughs> I think we both were like, ah, <laughs> But this is just, it's just, I know. you know, we just, that's sometimes, you know, we um, get off track or, or I stumble because that's how I talk. But I just feel so comfortable doing this with I you. Know. And I have so much fun. I know. I do so. too. I always look forward to that. And it's kind of funny, not really funny, sorry that I said that, but um, when we have guests that are nervous, because it's, I think once we start, they're like, oh, this is fine. We're just yeah, sitting here talking. Yeah. But I so yeah. get that they're nervous yes. because yes. that's how I would have, I would be if I were a guest on somebody else's yes. podcast, I think. So, so anyway, join us for our next season, which I think starts next week. Yes. Stay tuned. Tune in. Download us. Do all that stuff you're supposed to do with podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give a big thank you to Matthew Sosi, our podcast engineer. You can visit the Taking Care in Business website 
at takingcareinbusiness.com. Or just visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Taking Care in Biz. That's Taking Care in B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at any time at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, take, take care, care in business. business. Season's podcast is brought to you by Sexton's Creek Productions, an independent design agency offering video production, audio production, web development, digital media design, and much more. They believe in pushing creative boundaries to achieve excellence and taking a unique, collaborative approach to every project. They believe brand equals reputation and that businesses with the best brands are those who develop a bond of trust and shared values with their audience. It can be a real struggle for businesses to gain the trust of their audience when they can't represent themselves accurately or consistently. That's why Sexton's Creek Productions was created, to help businesses communicate in an authentic and consistent manner. Learn more about building trust with an audience by visiting sextonscreekproductions.com.